It's August 11th, 2022, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you're all enjoying the blistering heat we've been experiencing. I, I'm It rained finally a couple of days ago, and it was just like, oh, my God, the temperature dropped to 75. We didn't know what we were doing. And, of course, luckily, <laughs> it it rained right after James and I came back from Las Vegas. So so it was nice nice to actually have some cooler weather here after being there for three days. But he turned 50, so he thought, well, let's go to Vegas and have a good time. And, and incredibly enough, I mean, one would think that, oh, I don't know, the the pandemic would have changed things a little bit, but Vegas was like it, like the pandemic never happened. It was just as insane, just as nutty, just as many people. I mean, we came down one day from, from the hotel room down to the elevator lobby, and it was like a tour bus had unloaded. And we were just, we were just like, Wow, this is this is absolutely absolutely bananas. And of course, we had the the very first world problem of our toilet in our room decided to not quite work properly. Is I guess the right word? It, it sort of flushed. You'd flush it, and it would fill with water, and then it would slowly drain, and then go bloop, and there'd be a little water in the bottom. And then you flush it again, and the same thing over. So I think for the only the second time, and I don't know how long we've been traveling. We actually called the uh, the hotel maintenance, and I, have you have you guys ever had to do that? Like, reach out to the hotel people and go, "Oh, yeah, this isn't working." Yeah, we did. It was it was on a an international visit, I think, and and of course, you know, I don't speak the language Faye did, but I was just kind of like, "Oh, at least we didn't put anything terrible down the toilet that time." But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's when you really don't want to have that problem. It's like um, we flushed, but it's just everything's sort of floating. Please help, yeah. Yeah, well, and 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 so I guess that's a good segue into today's episode because today's episode is about toilets and toilet alternatives. And the inspiration for this episode really comes from an episode we did back what 2020, maybe 2021. I it was in the middle of all that lockdown and we did an episode about where we want to go after the pandemic lockdowns end. Like we were we were, we were both just kind of fantasizing about all the cool architecture we'd see and all that other stuff. And and we came across this, these off the grid cabins in rural Europe somewhere where they had, they, they were strung up in these trees. Like they, there were these really fancy tree houses, but, and they, and they were powered by solar panels. So you know where they got their power, but they also came with a fully functioning bathroom. And you're just sitting there like, well, how does that work? Like if there's no plumbing running up to these tree houses, if you look at the pictures, there was absolutely none. You're just like, what kind of magic is this? And then you look at it and you're like, oh, they use these things called incineration toilets. And I think on the podcast, we call it, we refer to them as exploding toilets, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we did the exploding toilets because that's, that was in our head. Like, you know, you just drop it in there and goes boom. And suddenly magically everything's taken care of. And, and, Bad enough, you had to like haul all of your luggage up a ladder. But the thought that, like, okay, what what's happening? And and I better not flush while I'm sitting here. Oh, geez, yeah, and that sounds uh, sounds a bit like out of a James Bond 
movie where you, I'm going to press this button and then the toilet's going to explode underneath me and send me flying in whatever direction. <laughs> but but yeah, so so today we're going to share some of our, our recent experiences because we visited a company here in Dallas that makes these very unique, well, they're not exploding toilets, they're incineration toilets, but we visited a company here in Dallas that actually makes the incineration toilets. And then we'll and then we'll look at some other interesting alternatives to the traditional flush toilet. And last, we'll explore why a rethinking of this essential house fixture is really, really important in today's world. And I was supposed to actually go with you to to see all this stuff, and unfortunately, I got stuck here at the office. I can't remember. I probably a client thing. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it in time, and and. Uh, uh, you came back and uh, you were, I mean, you sent me like 20 photos of this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely amazing and, and incredible. So, so, I mean, just, I guess start from the beginning. I mean, I mean, obviously this is something that we've never heard of. We didn't hear of until the, until we did the other podcast, but I, and I don't know if other people have or not, but, but sort of start at the beginning because it really is a sort of unusual, unusual product. I was actually really excited to go visit these uh, th- this company. It's a company in northwest Dallas called Incinelet, and they produce literally the entire toilet, entire incinerating toilet in this small factory here in in North Dallas. And 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 I'll, I'll just briefly describe the the process involved in in one of these toilets so you've got you you it, it looks like a traditional toilet except instead of instead of like a, a flush mechanism there's a, a button and you have uh, a pretty thick electrical cord coming out the back but basically what you do is you you take one of these kind of a i'm going to call it like a wax paper insert they call it a bowl liner and you put the bowl liner in the bowl you put the lid down on top of it you do your business uh and then after you do your business there's a foot pedal that you push and the foot pedal opens up the chamber the the initial chamber where you made your deposit and it drops it into a secondary chamber and then immediately closes up so you're not smelling any of that so so basically the 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 initial the initial receptacle is completely clean because there's a, a liner in there. And then in the second, sh- and then the sec- so the deposit drops into the second bowl and then that's where the, the rest of it starts. Then you press the flush button. Well, the, the incinerate button, I guess <laughs> more uh, the, the flush equivalent button. <laughs> and that immediately turns on a fan, which starts venting the smell outside of the house. And, then it also starts kicking on the onboard incineration device, and and it it takes it takes anywhere between seven to thirty minutes to reach its full power, depending on which which model of toilet you have. But then eventually it it, it gets to its high temperature. It burns the entire deposit into a really fine ash, and that fine ash gets deposited into a small collection tray which you have to empty out maybe once or twice a week depending on how many people use it and you know how often there's a whole series of things you have to take into consideration for it but it's a really cool piece of technology and it's all done without any water like the the only thing that this hooks up to is your electric uh 
to, to your electric panel in the house. And, and I thought it was, I mean, it's just the coolest little piece of technology because it's not something that has to, that, that you, you can, it's a really flexible piece of technology. It, it's something that can go anywhere and, and do anything. Like they have contracts with the military that they put them on planes and boats and all kinds of other stuff where you, you know, where you might not have the kind of flexibility uh, or where you might not have access to water and, and need a little bit more of that flexibility on, on, on well, where you take your dump. Uh, yeah. I don't know that there's a nice, a nice way to put that. We could go so, so deep into the toilet humor, but I, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> Well, and, and I think, you know, the, I think some of the, the, or the, probably the most interesting part of all this to me is, and, you know, we're talking about places where this stuff was going, you know, first of all, it's all, all stainless. So, you know, there's, there's that, that keeps it kind of nice and, you know, you don't have parts that are, you know, parts less likely to break probably. But, but the thing that got me was that, and cause I would have never thought of this until you mentioned it to me was that this stuff goes in construction cranes, that they'll put them in construction cranes. And I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense because you know you see how tall some of these things are and i'm like you know it's got to take what 10 15 minutes to get down to the bottom probably and you know you have that day when your breakfast burrito kicks in and suddenly you know you don't have time to go down (laughs) spend 10 minutes going down to the bottom but but it was just yeah you know hearing you talk about it and seeing the pictures i was like this is just just absolutely you know what? What a, what a unique technology. Well, and the fact that they that they the whole toilet is manufactured in one facility that they're that everything just comes together there. Uh, I think what the only thing they they don't make in house you said was the um, was the boxes that stuff shipped in. Oh yeah, that was that was another really cool part. Yeah, like you when you walk into the facility, you're like, oh okay, they, they do a little bit of the manufacturing here. But then as as we got deeper into our tour, uh, the lady who was taking me around says, no, literally everything here is made in this building. So they, I mean, they do everything from bending the metal for the toilets to hand folding the 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 toilet bowl liners that go with the toilets now now they're, they're working on efficiencies on on ways to improve stuff like that but yeah everything everything from the welding to the uh to the the, the toilet bowl liners to that they even make the foam that the 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 toilets get shipped in at this facility so the boxes they order are from offside but they even make the foam there <laughs> so it's it's an incredibly local endeavor and i and and that was just one thing that i thought was really cool too is it's it's right here in the good old us of a yeah well and and the other thing too is there's just that efficiency to it of of you're not shipping parts out and bringing parts in you're not worried about you know trying to get you know stuff you know stuff is stuck on a container and it's coming in so you can get it all done in the house but but too the, the the interesting thing is because there are other alternatives to to this type of toilet or to flushing toilets. And and there always have been, there's, you know, the, the chemical toilets. When you think about that, it's the porta potties that they'll do. And, and even septic systems would be an alternative form of this. But there was one, I think that was the oil based toilets where it's oil, like mineral oil. And then everything goes out to a box, like a collection box, which sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> and then as things separate, you know, they'll, they'll pump the oil back into the system and you just sort of start all over again. But even with all of that, 
those systems require that um, the resulting, I don't know what to call it, also resulting mess. Uh, <laughs> deposits, the, maybe? <laughs> deposits, maybe, yeah, all the, all the resulting deposits have to actually still be removed and taken to another location and then dealt with. So, so yeah, so, so there are, there have been alternatives. There probably always will be alternatives, but, but I think that, you know, this whole, the whole incineration thing, you know, you just left with ash. And I think that's, that's in and of itself is, is pretty cool. But you were taught, you were telling me, Oh my God, what was it? Oh, uh, Oh God, you called it the turd burner. Oh gosh. Yeah. So we were, yeah. So on, on our list of alternative methods for to a flush toilet, the, the industry term was a turd burner and it is a, it is a, uh, a toilet that works by, uh, compacting the deposit like it, it takes it takes your deposit from the bowl it compacts it into a nice neat little i guess uh, it puts it under pressure so it's this nice neat nice neat little deposit and then it microwaves it and so <laughs> instead of instead of using water to to get the job done and clean the bowl and do all that it's it's pressure and it's microwaves that will essentially cook the uh, deposit into a uh, more manageable waste product that can then be more easily disposed of. Yeah, it's sort of a different different kind of charcoal briquette, I guess. But but the <laughs> but the the interesting thing was so so that one was one that was developed by the the Gates Foundation, the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? Yeah, yeah. So there there have been. Any number of like that's and and that's really how important this issue is of developing alternative. That's one marker of determining just how important this is when when you get major players like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that is investing millions of dollars, like hundreds of millions of dollars, in finding alternative solutions to a traditional flush toilet. That gives you a, an idea of the 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 scale and and scope of the problem because just you talk about like why is it important? I mean, modern flush toilets, if you think about it, are are, are really expensive sanitation system which requires a significant investment of both money and water that is is really out of reach for many countries around the world. And and you have diseases like typhoid, diarrhea, and, and cholera that are spread through the use of unsafe and unsanitary restrooms and toilets. If you think about that for a minute, like apparent, and, and this was another this was another little data point that uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had for us. They said half the world's population is estimated to be using these unsafe facilities. And if you think about our current situation with the COVID pandemic that we're we're nearly three years into now, and and oh and oh by the way, there's there's another one, a monkeypox virus that is, I mean, not as serious, but I guess still a pretty big problem for a lot of people right now. Oh oh, and now by the way, we have half the world's population using unsafe toilets where we could get the next great superbug from. Yay. Yeah, I I know it's it, it it we don't think of I mean we're so used to having flush toilets and it's just what it is and and we have the facilities to process all this waste and whatever else and and you don't think about other countries where this doesn't isn't a possibility because they don't have the infrastructure they don't have the water. You know, that's a big thing. But the other thing too so so oh my god. Um 
I was reading, and this is this is sort of a little sidebar, but very much plays into to this whole idea of alternative toilets. I was reading there's a Netflix documentary on the Woodstock Festival that happened in '99, and you know, you see these people covered in mud, and you know, there's these mud pits, and people are rolling around in them. What they discovered was that the um, portable toilets were overflowing, and in the process was mixing with the mud in the ground. So you had thousands of people who thought, oh, this is really great. We'll roll around in the mud and be, or, you know, it's Woodstock, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out they're actually rolling around in poop. It's mud with poop mixed in with it. And nobody knew it because, you know, there wasn't, the, the planners obviously didn't plan for, for that sort of, I guess, level of expectation, whatever. But it also started getting into the, the drinking water where you could actually go and, and refill your, your container with you know your water container with water the water was coming it was starting to to get into that as well so it was just all those sorts of stuff but but you know that's and that's a i think a rare thing for the US to have something like that happen but you think that's the the level of what's happening in in all these countries you three and a half billion people something like that 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 the foundation estimated are are dealing with this sort of stuff so it really does impact a lot of people, but I don't. I don't think like I said you were so used to having that in, in a lot of ways a privilege, and a lot of people don't. So, sort of think that they're pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into this, and they're starting to come with solutions, which is, which is pretty amazing. Now, coming up with a solution and getting it mass produced and getting it installed is, is you know that's a whole other, whole other ball of wax. But, but yeah, that that. We just assume that it's going to be okay, and we'll take it for granted. And God, if you turn off the toilets for half of America, good Lord, the disruption, the the <laughs> the fist fights, um, it would it would be it would be chaotic. Well, and, and think about the I, mean, the. I don't think that this is really that far away from uh, an unrealistic scenario in America, because let's let's talk about it from another angle you talk about global warming you have places like salt lake city utah now which are are under a massive threat from the great salt lake just completely drying up and i'm not i'm not saying they get their water or anything like that from there but the environment is in in that city is turning to where like if they don't get some kind of help soon that lake bed's going to dry up and then you've got all those heavy metals and, and, and there's, there's stuff like arsenic and, and all these horrible chemicals on the bottom of that lake that the slightest wind picking that up and taking that into a, a gigantic just city like, like Salt Lake city, Utah is. And then I think the, I think they're, 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 from what I read, their their cancer rates are just going to start going through the roof. Like all of these other pollution based problems are are already going to start impacting things. And but if so, if you don't have any water in in major cities like that, even even places like California are already contending with like t- the loss of ten percent of their of their water these days by twenty forty, just permanently gone. And so you're just like, well, crap. Yeah, what are you going to do with your toilets? Like these require a buttload of of water to to run. Like how how is that going to take place now? I don't I don't see this as a scenario that's too far off in developed nations like the United States as the climate continues to warm. 
Well, this climate continues to change, and and you know the big thing in the U.S. right now is how low lake meat is getting, and of course now they're finding you know dead bodies, which is always something you want to want to come across. Um, but yeah, I mean you know there there is there is a potential for finite, and 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 we we did the water reduction that has happened has been good in the you know sense of having the dual flush toilets, even though Trump says you have to flush them six times. Uh, what a load of crap! Ba boom ching. Oh yeah, there there we go. There's a toilet humor for this podcast, but but that they they give you the option of you know you either flush solid or you flush liquid, and so there's that kind of and and even just the 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 toilet technology for flush toilets has changed enough that you don't require enough water to to push waste out. So there there is that, but yeah, at some point you wonder you wonder you know where will we be in the U.S. with climate change and water issues that. Um, Maybe this is something we're going to end up going to, that, that we are going to be using this, these types of toilets. We're using incinerator toilets. And, and, but I will tell you this right now. There's one toilet I swear to you I will never use. And it's, it's one I was like, oh, my God, why? And I guess if you were in the wilderness, if you were in the you know remote wilderness, whatever, this might be something. But the composting toilets um, where you actually have to add organic material to the waste. And every once in a while, you have to stir it. And I'm like... Oh my God, not in a million years. <laughs> I, I would just go poop in a hole outside. There's no way I'm going to use this thing. But, but you know, the way things are going, we, you wouldn't have to necessarily. And, and there's going to be those options to, to allow us to, to maybe remove, remove that as a water source and, and, or, you know, a water usage. Oh, you're, you're giving me the, you're giving me Martian vibes. You remember with Matt Damon where he's, where he's <laughs> collecting his poop to grow tomatoes and. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I think at the end of the movie, he t- he's telling his class, yes, I did farm in my own poop. No, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, Oh my God. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, who knows, who knows where that will go. But, but yeah, it's, this is one of those things that, that we, I think when we, we, did that first podcast and we found out about these, these exploding toilets, the incinerator toilets. I don't think, you know, it ever occurred to either one of us that, okay, this is something that's, that's more than just, Oh, it's you're, you're in a re- you know, remote location and they don't have you know regular sewer and, you know, septic systems because you don't want to damage the environment to being something that, Oh my God, there's you know countries all over the world where this would be something that would be fantastic if we could figure out how to do it. And, and, you know, this is something that actually is really important. And, 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 you know, suddenly, suddenly my not being able to completely flush the toilet in the Bellagio doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. It can be literally life-saving for uh, potentially half the, the population on the earth. So, yeah. yeah. So, so guys, the next time you're using the restroom and, you know, instead of reading something, you've got a little something to think about while you're, while you're doing your, your business and, and maybe somewhere down the road and maybe you'll find yourself a, a more efficient way of, of doing that. But in the, in the meantime, we're going to go let you do whatever business it is you need to do. And of course, if you, you want to reach out to us, you can reach me at spotted dog arch on Instagram and Twitter or Larry at spotted And be sure to stay tuned to our Instagram at arch geeks podcast, uh, where we will share clips and pictures from, my visit to this factory so you can find our podcast on instagram at again it's at arch geeks podcast 
and online at architecturegeeks.com. So like I said, just stay tuned for those. It, it, it'll be a fun, fun little, uh, it'll be a fun little post for us. So yeah. And, and, and really the, the photographs were, were, it was something else. It was, it was really quite, quite impressive that they're doing this, but hope everyone's doing well. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit, a couple of weeks and we will talk to you then. I think we're going to have a very interesting discussion. So, uh, Stay tuned and and, um, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.